This is your go-to podcast for the breaking news across the NFL. While breaking down how this might affect your fantasy team's success. Are you ready to be a champ? Then welcome to Fields of Fantasy. How's it going, everybody? It is your boy, Johnny B, and we are back here for another daily deep dive with Fields of Fantasy, halfway through the NFC East, and we're moving over to the New York Giants. Start spreading the news. Yeah, start spreading the news. Dowie's here, as always, and we're going to crack straight into it with quarterback Danny Dimes. Dowie, talk to me. QB 12, ADP of 108, finished QB 9 last season. The stat, what stands out for me was he ran for 708 yards and he had seven rushing touchdowns. I'm not a Danny Jones fan. I don't think he's a very good quarterback. But under Brian Dable, I think he's got him playing to the best of his ability. He schemed around him. And I think in fantasy, his rushing gives him great upside. So QB 12, I like him. I think he can be that 5-10 to 10 quarterback. So ADP of 108, I've actually, I don't take a quarterback early and I've been hitting Danny Jones in the mid rounds and I'm happy with it. So I would draft him. Yeah, I quite like him. He's basically RB2, isn't he there? Yeah. Behind Barclay, behind um, Saquon. Saquon still still got, what, 1,300 yards. You're adding on 700 from uh, Danny Dimes. That's 2,000 yards out of those two players. They, they were quite... Rush heavy at times, weren't they? Yeah, um, for yeah. and you know, he, he hasn't got the most reliable arm, so you know, DeBowl's definitely got in there, shook it up a bit, and definitely got him playing. And you know, I think they played better than people thought they were. I think Giants was a team that they were like, DeBowl's gonna have to go in there and shake it up somehow, and he did. And I like Dimes, I think you know, if you are looking to wait, you can pick like him. You know, even him and a Dak, I quite like as a little one-two. They're both in the NFC. Um, they got a lot of high-scoring games because they're in that division, and there's a lot of points on offer. I, I, so, I like him. I just think I think it's good value. For, I think it's good value for where he is. Like I wouldn't draft him any higher than where he's going. But if if I can wait and get to him, I'm more than happy to take him. I think um, he has that high ceiling game as well, doesn't he? Where he scores monsters. Look, I had yeah, it, he does. Yeah, I won one league last year, and Danny Jones was part of that. Did you? Daddy Dimes taking you to a win, guys. You heard it here first. Running back then. Saquon. Saquon. RB3 and ADP a seven. Back healthy. He did look fit last year, what he hasn't done last two years. He finished RB5. Yeah. He's an every down back, isn't he? He gets all the rushes. He gets all the pass catch. Pass catch. He gets the red zone work. He had 10 touchdowns last year. I still think Giants are a run-heavy team. If you look what they've got in the offensive weapons, slightly improved, but they're still run heavy. And um, I do value Barkley as the third running back, but ADP seven's a little high for me. I'd rather snag one of the wide receivers. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I quite like Saquon. I think you're right. If he's plays, if he's fit, he is a top five running back easily. And I think that's where he'll be, top five, between that three and five, depending where he finishes. I mean, last year, he pretty much had quite a similar season than he did in his 2018 season. Yeah, in his in his rookie year when he 
went for 1300 yards, had one more touchdown, um, but wasn't as involved within the passing game because Danny Dimes can't throw that well. Um, but he wasn't as involved as he was in that rookie year, which probably is going to aid him to have a bit more less you know, workload. That 287, 300 points, that's that's where he's gonna his ceiling's gonna be. It's ne- probably not gonna be RB one, but it's a, probably a safe bet that if he is fit, he's gonna be that top three, I think. Top yeah, three you got, five. The way I look at it, Barkley, he was fit for a year, so we've got to presume he's fit now. Yeah. When you look at the say the top three, Eckler, CMC and Barkley, you would presume Barkley will actually get more workload, won't he? Mm. So Maybe, you know, when we think about it, RB1s are never normally the same. So he could have actually that RB1 promise. But at ADP7, I'm still taking, you know, your cup, Tyreek Hill over him. I just think there'll be someone there that gets more volume than Barkley over the 12 months. Well, the season, it's not really 12 months, is it? Um, Over the season and will be the RB1. But I think he... Well, if I look at them all, I think, you know, I see him as the reliable target to get into the top five running. Cool. Should we move on to wide receiver? Yeah, I don't think there's much else to say about Matt Breed or anybody, is there? Yeah, you've got Matt Breeder, Eric Gray and Gary Bright. Well, I think the only one you could potentially be considering is Eric Gray in Dynasty, just as... Yeah, maybe, maybe. But they're not worth talking about, so we'll move to wide receiver. They're not receiver. at all. So... Wide receiver, I'm going to tell you all the players in ADP because this is one of them where there's six wide receivers on their depth chart. Yep. And the top four are roughly similar. So they have Hodgins is the highest graded wide receiver. He's wide receiver 70, ADP of 200. Wade Robinson, wide receiver 73, ADP of 207. Darius Slayton, wide receiver 74, ADP of 260. Now you've got Wyatt, who's actually wide receiver 86, but his ADP is 156. And and then you've got <clears throat> Beasley and Crowder, but I don't think they're going to be relevant, to be honest. I think the four I mentioned are going to be the guys. Yeah, I think yeah, I think you're completely right. They, I mean... they probably will get to... Well, one of them will... Pro- I, I would say between Beasley and Crowder, one of them will be... Uh, cut from the team and then I think Beasley will probably stay there and he'll just be a bit part player won't he coming at certain times yeah he's, he, he ain't he ain't relevant at all I mean I do like Hyatt I think he's got a massive opportunity yeah to Hyatt's, take the DWR1 role the Hyatt is the one I personally would take the gamble on because he has that elite speed we know Danny Dimes loves them big balls over the top and Hyatt's the type of guy who would go for them now Slayton has been in them opportunities but he, he he's just not that guy, is he? You know, he has flashes of good games, but I think Hoyt's there to take over wide receiver one. I think Hodgins had a very good season when he came in last season. He was actually yeah. someone like Bills. You know, you you released him, didn't you? He weren't someone you was high on, and I think he yeah. did. A, he actually earned himself a spot on that team, didn't he? I think he has. Yeah, he's definitely he's earned the spot to go for the next year, isn't he? So, I quite like Hodgins, but I'm still not too keen on him fantasy. Wade Robinson was someone I drafted a bit of last year. And he showed flashes, but he cannot stay healthy. It is a problem. If he stayed healthy, I think I'd have him ahead of 
Hodgins. Yeah, he would be ahead of Hodgins. Definitely. My, uh, my, my thing is with drafting these Giants wide receivers, you know, if you take a couple of them, you could get yourself a wide receiver one. You really could. And you're talking like 13th round for like Hyatt. And the other the other wide receivers that are around them, I mean, Dubes, I'm not that keen on. Watson's a better, a better wide receiver, in my opinion. Rondell Moore, he's not going to be wide receiver one, most likely. Darnell Mooney's ahead of him. He's not, is he? Because Moore's there now. But and, he... and Tyler Boyd, he's, he, has to, he will have best ball games that are good, but he also has to then compete with Higgins and uh, Chase. So I'm actually looking at it and thinking... Who's the thirteenth round year? You're looking for punts more than yeah, people yeah. that are going to be giving you points week in week out. You're looking for so you're looking for a punt that could do, and around there he's probably the only guy. I mean, Nico Collins in in at Texans now. You're not going to touch him either, are you? No. Nah. Because Texans are Texans. But Say they... Jones has got too much competition at Jags, and the, and the other guys Mingo. So, so for me, higher around there, he's worth a little punt. I think it, because he's a punt he and really he... could. Be, you are one. The only, the only thing you have got, I do remember, we was all on that Bateman high plash. Do you remember, like, his wide receiver? Oh, fully. One fully. Foot. But then he was wide receiver in a team that was run heavy. So that could be the thing with Giants as well. So, But you know what? I'm, it, definitely, I'm definitely throwing a dart at one of these players and it's probably going to be higher. I mean, the thing with, the thing with Bateman is it's hard to compare his season, isn't it? Because... Bateman actually started well. First two games got 13 points in the 20 points. But then actually following that, um, he had a couple of quiet games and then got injured for the rest of the season. Yeah. So it's hard to compare the situation because you can't predict injuries. But, yeah. um, I, I, so it's going to be an interesting situation. And, you know, some of these Giants wide receivers could, well, will most likely be on the waiver wire at some point across the season. And I imagine... We'll be picking one of them up. Yeah, but it'll be a rush for one of them. If I'm drafting, I'm definitely grabbing height out of all of them. Same. I mean, the others, the others, I don't. Will probably they're going to get drafted right at the end of drafts. Yeah. So should we move on to tight end? Yes. Interesting conversation with the tight end situation, isn't it? So Darren Waller, what's the story then? What's the story? Darren Waller was a raider and then he left us. He did. Should I get a violin out? You know, You're not what? that bothered, are you, really? No, you know, it's tight M5 and ADP 68. He will be actually their wide receiver one when you think about it. Now, probably. Darren Waller, as a receiving tight end, I think is number two or three behind Kelsey and Andrews. Him and Andrews have both had elite seasons, haven't they? So. Mm. My, my issue with my issue with Darren Waller is he hasn't done nothing for two years. He was injured for the season before last season. He played, but I don't think he was fit. Now sometimes these players they just as much talent as they have they just drop off in NFL. Look at Kenny Galladay was a top ten wide receiver, got paid yeah. like a top ten wide receiver, and yeah. he just dropped. So. I, I do take the punt on Darren Waller because I think he can get back to it. He can If he can stay healthy, I think you're getting a really good player and he's great in the red zone as well. So ADP is 68. You know what? That's Ryan 5-6. He does have the potential to break that free um, top three tight end. So he's an interesting one. I've got a few shares in him. 
I think he's definitely a potential to get diff- a, a, a significant uh, advantage over the rest of the field in the tight end spot if he can get anywhere close to what we know he's capable of. I think my, my concern is obviously the fitness side of things. He's, he's had problems the last two years. That's why Raiders were happy to get rid of him. And it, it all come, comes down to like, who am I getting in that end of the fifth start of the sixth round? Um, and you're in that situation where you've got your Cam Akers, Chris Godwin, um, Goddard's going the same play, Swift, Kamara. I mean, Pitts, there's a few tight ends around the situation. Um, Cook's obviously now at the Jets. That's an interesting one. Lockett, Mike Williams. You know, Lockett, Mike Williams are not interested in, but it all depends for me if I would pick Waller, who else is left? Because if the Godwin, Akers and Ayuk I'm probably more likely to go towards those three. But if they're gone, then I think Waller's a solid option because it, it is significant upside if he does well. Because tight end is a position that is usually fantasy relevant because they don't score enough. But we know that Waller has the capabilities to hit towards those 220s or 270s points totals, which are massive, especially when. You know, only one tight end last year scored over 200 points. So if you're getting 276, huge, because you're getting 70 points over all your rivals apart from the guy that's got Kelsey. I, I agree. I think there's a massive... I just hope he does bring... Well, saying that, as a Raiders fan, we kind of think we don't want him to. Then our third round looks all right for him, doesn't it? But Yeah, he, definitely. He's got, he's got all the talent. It's all on his fitness. It is. But, you know... Draft with caution. And he's in the situation where they're going to have to rely on him if he is fit. You know, yeah. He looked at Bellinger. He, did, he he had some flashes last year. He never had yeah. huge point scores, but I, I just think Danny Dimes might rely on him quite a bit as well in the passing game because we've, uh, quite, quite a lot when they're terrible QBs, it, it goes down to either a slot receiver or a tight end quite a lot because he can't throw the ball and it's quite closer to him. So we'll see. But yeah, that has been the New York Giants. Hope you've enjoyed listening and join us tomorrow where we'll be finishing off the NFC East with Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles. Thanks very much for listening. Sad out.